This is the Pop Tournaments podcast. In Pop Tournaments, we take a category of pop culture and let you, the fans, vote on matchups in a single elimination tournament format to determine an ultimate champion. We are here to discuss those results and the upcoming matchups. Thanks to our great community and everybody who votes, let's start the show. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Pop Tournaments podcast. It is episode 86, and we are coming to you on February 7th, 2022. Don't forget to throw that R in there when you are spelling February. Yep, I have to say it that way in my head every time. <laughs> the same. And I'm born this month. Like, same as <laughs> yep, Ryan. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. It's, mm-hmm. But you still have to remind yourself. Uh, welcome back, everybody. So happy to have you here. So are my dogs, if you can hear them <laughs> in the background. Um, it's a fun day. It's Garth Brooks' birthday. Ryan, your favorite artist. Um, yeah. It's James Spader's birthday. Uh, Jen, your favorite actor. My favorite actor. actor. Absolutely <laughs> <Yeah>. favorite. <laughs> Back into the Spaderverse. <laughs> yep, into the Spaderverse. Hello. Uh, we're off to a smashing start. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking about James Spader the other day, um, just because thinking about how he's like the Willem Dafoe, but only of television. Like when James Spader yeah. tried to be in movies, it was like solidly rejected. So he does his like weird <laughs> shit on TV. There's no one else quite like him on TV, so... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, much like Willem Dafoe, well, the opposite of Willem Dafoe, where Willem Dafoe has both a, or the combination of a, an attractive and creepy face, mm-hmm. um, James Spader has the super creepy and super unattractive face. He used to be attractive. Like, he used to be, a, like, he used to be sexy, creepy. He yeah. was a heartthrob. Yeah. I oh. guess I have to go back and get get my delorean and check back yeah in. Mm-hmm. i was wrong <laughs> so, <out>. yeah <laughs> we have the garth brooks super fan ryan barrett what's happening cowboys <laughs> and another garth brooks super fan jennifer Schmidt. sure hi friends <laughs> i'm jake i was a garth brooks super fan uh, when I was younger, and I don't know how I look back on those days. <laughs> Whatever. Let's get into it. Uh, Ryan, how you been? What's been going on? Um, I've been great. Uh, nothing big to report. Kind of a light content weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't really watch much new I don't think I saw any movies this week. Hmm. Um, the one thing that I did watch, um, I mean, th- there were two things of note that I watched this week. One, um, I know at least you also watched Jake. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's so I'll save it. that for a second. Okay. The, <laughs> the, the, the first thing I'll mention, I think I watched this last Monday night, um, right after we wrapped up the pod, um, Becky was just starting it and kind of said, like, 
hey, I heard this is good. Do you mm-hmm. want to keep watching this? And she was like three minutes in or something. And I was like, sure, why not? And fast forward to four hours later, <laughs> we were just finishing it. And it was so good. Um, it's called We Need to Talk About Bill Cosby. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Heard. Um, it's it's on Hulu. Mm-hmm. It's a four-part um, series, uh, docuseries, about Bill Cosby. And it kind of, e- each episode, it kind of starts in the 60s. And so it's like his rise through the, the stand-up ranks of the 60s. Um, and then it's kind of juxtaposed with... Uh, stories from the the women who mm-hmm. were victimized mm-hmm. by him um in that era mm-hmm. so it goes kind of cr- yeah, chronologically okay. mm-hmm. um and and then the second part is like the 70s mm-hmm. um when he kind of started doing like tv and movies and then same you know mm-hmm. the, there's yeah. more stories that kind of come in so it kind of goes chronologically throughout his career mm-hmm. and really really well done really fascinating and you know it it honestly reminded me it's it's less artsy and and i i wouldn't put it on the same level as the oj documentary made in america Mm -hmm. but it reminded me of that just in the sense that you know it really put into context his career mm-hmm. and why um it's a good way to put it such a historically like the mm-hmm. way you describe yeah it, like, a lot more context and, mm-hmm. and why it was you know he was in such a position of power mm-hmm. and you know it it made him such a um you know lethal predator mm-hmm. because he had so much clout mm-hmm. as far as being like an educator and mm-hmm. an entertainer and like somebody of like that was thought of as being like pure of heart mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. yeah um and just like a, a a great person as far as like and like a hero know. to so many people oh absolutely yeah. Mm-hmm. you know especially you know not only in the the larger world of pop culture but especially in the world of like black mm-hmm. culture mm-hmm. He he was absolutely a monumental figure. So, um, yeah, you know, it it really w- was a phenomenal documentary. And really, I mean, you know, it it always feels weird saying this when you're talking about um, you know documentaries that deal with such mm-hmm. um, you know dark subject matter, um, sad subject mm-hmm. matter. But it was very entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like I said, we sat and watched the entire four hours right in mm-hmm. a row. Um, but really, really good. Highly recommend. Um, and it's directed or made by um, W. Kamal Bell. Oh, great. Yes. Mm-hmm. Who I've kind of like, I think overall I'm kind of so-so on. Some of his stuff I've really enjoyed. Some of his stuff not so much. But this really, you know, he kind of peppers himself in mm-hmm. just enough. Um, That's great. He, yeah. I'm always interested yeah. in what he has to say. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He's definitely um, he definitely does a good job of like he he's involved in in a lot of stuff. Like like mm-hmm. you said, Ryan. Like you know, different things are you know hit mm-hmm. or miss. But like 
you know, produ- production wise and, and especially his involvement in this was been fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was really good. The other thing, um, that, uh, new thing that we watched was Murderville. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, the new show mm-hmm. with, with Will Arnett, um, which is just such a, such an amazing concept for a yeah. show. You know, it's basically like, Mm-hmm. It, it's on Netflix, yes. Jen, have and you it's seen? Basic... I haven't oh, seen sorry. it. I know about okay. it. Yep. It's yeah. So, so it's it basic. Yet. It's basically like putting, you know, different comedic people, or, or even just mm-hmm. non-comedic <laughs> people. There's one. It, mm-hmm. it, it into like uh, improv scenarios, mm-hmm. you know, where they're in the middle of a you know, TV show that's improvised and they're the, you know, they're just kind of thrown into it. But the way they do the show, they use a lot of improv class techniques, you know what I mean? So it's like, there's things that you've seen or heard before, you know, in whether you've done theater or even just, you know, seen improv classes on shows or movies, um, Things like the mirror game, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and stuff like that. Or there's one one episode with Kamel Nanjiani where he says, now I want you to do do your cool walk. And he says, okay, now I want you to walk like, pretend like both of your hands are connected to rubber bands connected to the ground. <laughs> and he's like, okay. And he's like, all right, now tilt your head to the side and pre- pretend like it's covered in cement or whatever, you know, like just... It, it's seemingly like they're putting them through like a intensive improv class <laughs> mm-hmm. on the fly. Um, but when it hits, it's really, really funny. Like I, I almost choked on my, you know, beverage a couple times <laughs> watching it. Hi, you're ramen to check noodles. It out. Mm-hmm. I almost choked on my ramen noodles. <laughs> Welcome back to the Murderville podcast. <laughs> yeah. No, it was it, my favorite. I, I honestly, I loved the um, the Conan O'Brien episode, and specifically, yeah, I think that was probably the funniest one. Specifically, the the uh, interrogation um, with one of the magicians, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and knowing, and that's that's what I wonder is how how much is everybody in on it? Because the whole concept is, you know, the guest star is right you know, is nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and clearly, I, oh, go ahead, Ryan. I, I kind of assume that everybody's improvising. You know, the, there's just a, but at yeah, least but they it seems know like Will Arnett like, has a Gelatin. plan, right? Like he kind of knows yeah. like what the different scenes are going to be and has like a loose idea. Like exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they're filming I, it. It's not. <laughs> they have to know where people yeah. are going to be in the shots yeah, and everything. Yeah, right. yep, yep. It, it's least... it's blocked out and everything, but but there's. You know, I think all the dialogue yeah. is mm-hmm. more or less yeah. improvised. It's a lot like Curb. <laughs> yeah, sorry. exactly. No, sorry. Quoting, quoting my favorite show, Arrested Development. <laughs> uh, Jen, uh, how was your weekend? Uh, it's been fine. Yep. And watched a lot of, like a decent amount of content this yeah it's it's been cold so i've been spending lots of time right. on the couch watching tv good for um you. yeah so friday night we watched the opening ceremonies of the olympics mm. because we always enjoy the olympics a lot 
Um, so, yep, so we watched, I, I love the opening ceremonies, even though they were, like, surprisingly lackluster overall, I thought. We thought the special effects weren't anything special, or, yeah, it was just, like, the actual, like, you know, all the people in the stadium, the Bird's Nest Stadium, like, all that artistry was fine, um, kind of boring, but the best part is, like, when all the different countries come out, and you hear of countries, like, you've never heard of before, and... Like, they tell you, you know, there's one person from this country and a little bit about their story and, you know, judging all the different outfits and stuff like that. So, I uh, I really love it. And then last night we you watched wanted, more Olympics. Yeah. You you wanted burnt doves is what you were saying. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Pride. I, want, I wanted some excitement. <laughs> I wanted some freaking drones is what I wanted. Because, like, Ooh, I feel like yeah. the last opening ceremonies had this really cool drone thing. And yeah. I was expecting at least the, the, that for this one. And it was just, like, the, uh, like, stage. Like, a video, you know, floor was, like, all they were really bringing. And so, so not super so cool. Re- real quick, before we move on from the Olympics. Uh, so, last last year we got to have an episode where we talked about the Summer Olympics. What mm-hmm. is, uh, Jen, you go first. What is your favorite winter Olympic sport? Oh, well, I mean, uh, so, I mean, our main one is figure skating because well, please be specific, you know, you've got all the, like, so, well, last night it turns out it was ice dancing. Like we watched, it's the team competition. And so we <laughs> saw the pairs and then ice dancing and mm-hmm. we all agreed that ice dancing was way cooler. Uh, like, cooler costumes. Really <laughs> weird. The U.S. team skated to Daft Punk. And with, like, and the guy had this, like, super trotty, like, Tron-looking outfit. So it was very cool. <laughs> uh, we loved Japan's outfit, too. And, yeah. So we were way more into ice dancing. It's fun because they do a lot. They don't do the big jumps, but they do lots of, like, lifts and then, like, flips to get them back down. And <laughs> mm-hmm. It was a good time. So, yeah, so probably ice, uh, the figure ice skating. Dancing. Mm-hmm. Yep, and ice dancing specifically. Ice dancing specifically. Ryan, do you yep. have a, a favorite winter sport? You know, historically, um, I think... It, is basketball a winter sport? Nope, that no. is a... Hockey. No, it's summer. For the Olympics, it's summer. For high school, yeah, it's yeah, winter. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Now, if you go yeah. way I, back... I know, I I know traditionally it's a winter sport. A winter sport. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think uh, figure skating is a great answer. I think that's one that, you know, as a kid, I always remember watching um, and loving and getting excited about. Um, it's been a long time since I've gotten excited about the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't really know. I think the the last time I know, the last time I remember really getting into watching Olympics was like, snowboarding yeah mm-hmm. um sean white kind of, is still there he's still there that's he insane is. yeah <laughs> yeah no, the, that stuff is really fun he's to the watch. greg luganis of, of, the, of diff- the winter sports he is and he's awesome yeah and he's yeah it's i i saw a meme that pointed out that like all of the winter olympics is various like all the events are just various forms of slipping and falling <laughs> that's funny and i'm sorry totally true like i'm trying to think of what that isn't like about sliding on ice if you're doing it right (laughs) or you know there's like the the ski jumping and stuff and the snowboarding is like falling just trying to fall in a cool way yep yep and and i cut you off i'm sorry ryan do do you have a no you 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 said you love you love the figure skating but is there a specific Mm -hmm. favorite 
No. I mean, mm-hmm. fi- figure skating, I think historically, most recently, I would say snowboarding is my favorite, but I'm, I don't really have a dog in the race. Right. I'm, it, it's weird I'm, to me. You know. Well, I, I, so personally, I, I love the luge. Mm-hmm. And then luge rec- is super and fun. The, and then recently they added skeleton, mm-hmm. which, which is, is even which more is terrifying. Luge. <laughs> yeah, well, that's and that's the thing. I think they named it yeah. skeleton because skeletons are scary. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> and yep. that's why. And so is that event. Yeah. Exactly. You don't even want to see. You don't even want to see mummy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I was thinking. Why didn't they name it vampire? Or yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, but. The other thing that that has crossed my mind is so there there is the biathlon in, in mm-hmm. the Winter Olympics where they it's cross country skiing and shooting shooting okay. yep but, and again amazing Classic. well it's just it, it takes so much you know in to go back to my wrestling days intestinal fortitude <laughs> <laughs> but it really is it's a tough competition but. You know, you have the like the the pentathlon and the decathlon in the summer Olympics. Why don't we have something like that in the winter Olympics, where like you have to do a, a, a figure skating routine, yeah, and mm-hmm. and then you have to do the luge, and, and then you have to go cross country ski, <laughs> and then shoot a gun, yeah, and then, then you, shoot a gun, and then you got to do the moguls and the ski uh-huh. jump. <laughs> yeah, there's one event that is both. That's what we were also watching last night, like the women's, and it's like moguls and ski jump, then more moguls, and then oh another God. ski jump. Yes. It was oh. awesome. U.S. came in bronze, I think, on that one. <laughs> yeah, it was ridiculous. We're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, what's going on with this? Yeah. <laughs> and you're judged on speed, but also like technical, like how difficult it was, and then how like well you performed it so yeah it was and how like good your like moguling looked too like it was it was insane yeah well that is a uh that is a good place to end our uh, olympic discussion and sorry yes. jen get back to uh the uh things that you were able to enjoy this weekend oh okay yeah so i started two other shows that have i think both have three or four episodes out now and a few more to finish up the season um, so uh, we watched uh, Pam and Tommy yes. on Hulu. Yep. <laughs> um, so for those who don't know, it's kind of this um, story of the sex tape, um, like how it was stolen, and then we're getting to uh, the distribution and the uh, you know results of that sex tape. Um, and love which- story. And love story. Yep. Yep. And yeah, so it's been great so far. I think it's, you know, it's, um, I think, produced by the same folks that did I, Tanya. So it very much has that vibe where we're seeing the story from different angles and yeah, kind of that like dark comedy, like pacing and Mm -hmm. styling of it. So enjoying that so far, you know, gotta love a talking penis. So that's what I look for in my shows. Zooks. Yep, yep, by the Zook. (laughs) Yep. Big fan of the podcast. (laughs) Absolutely. But he's not on social media, so. Yep. You're you're not going to be able to confirm that anywhere. So. (laughs) (laughs) No, great show. Great show. Yeah, then we've also been watching one that's a little bit more subtle 
Um, but also, like, I can't, like, recommend it enough. It's Somebody Somewhere. It's on No HBO. talking penis in this one. No talking penis. Um, um, a little and more it's, subtle. Yes, a little bit more subtle. Um, yeah, it's excellent. Um, yeah, just kind of a really, like, still I'd say it falls in the category, like, category of comedy, but, mm-hmm. but just a, like, kind of quiet, like, nice story about, like, getting past grief and kind of finding yourself and what brings you joy and a community um takes place in like a small town in kansas so it's yeah it's really it's a really good show i don't want to like just yeah if you need something that's nice and well acted and kind of quiet um and it's been renewed for a second season which i'm so excited about so i'm sure i'll be talking about it more but somebody somewhere on hbo max is Mm. excellent Oh yeah, very interested. I'll, I'll mm-hmm. definitely be checking that out. Well, I'm glad I'm glad you got something in there that I hadn't watched, so that I have a, a suggestion to look forward to. Um, that you all talked about everything that I <laughs> yeah you watched this already week. this week. <laughs> yeah, I, I I was all Murderville, Pam and Tommy, Olympics, <laughs> Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, We're, how how far ahead. did you get in season seven of Big Brother? Oh, <laughs> nowhere. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's all stars. I just wrapped it up. Ah, uh, are you watching afternoon. the current season of Big Brother? Because it just started a new I season, am. right? I'm not watching it, yep, but it's yep. got some. It has Shangela from Drag Race on there. I love Shangela. Um, I don't know who that is. Okay, they might be going I, by their non-drag I name. I imagine, but I'm sure um, Shangela's there. And so it's Todrick Hall, right? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I recognize Todrick from Drag Race. Yep. And, um, yeah, uh, Carson Cressley is in it as well. Oh, really? Carson's there? Oh, my Lord. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> yeah. So Drag Race getting a lot of... Yeah, lot of, a lot uh, of representation. Yep. But I, I'm loving this new Celebrity Big Brother. The crazy thing, this is actually the first season I'm watching live of mm-hmm. Big Brother. Um, it started on Wednesday night, so I'm like, oh, cool, Celebrity Big Brother starting. I'll, I'll watch it. And then it finishes up episode one, and it goes, all right, who's going to be the new head of household? Tune in tomorrow night to see. And I'm like, oh, cool, tomorrow night. Cool, I don't even have to wait. <laughs> so next night comes. I watch it. Uh, end of the show. Um, who's going to win the power of veto? Tune in tomorrow night to see. And I'm like, oh, my God, really? Three oh nights gosh, in a row? Three nights. This is wild. And and then it gets done. You act like and you've I'm never like, watched Big Brother. <laughs> I, I haven't. And, and then it gets, it gets. I know there's like 40 episodes in a season, but still. It, it gets done and it goes, all right, now who's going to blah, blah, blah. Tune in Sunday night to see. And I'm like. Sunday night, so they take one night off. It goes Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Oh my gosh! They take Saturday off. Then it's back on Sunday. So I watch last night, and then it goes, "Who's gonna win? Tune in tomorrow night." I'm like, "Really? Monday night too? This is insane!" <laughs> it's on five fucking nights a week. That's how they get you. Yep. Yeah, it's like it really put a dent in my ability to. Uh, run through the old Big Brother seasons when I have to keep getting interrupted by new Big Brother episodes. (laughs) That's tough. It's a commitment. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But really loving that and um, 
really uh yeah still still cranking through the old stuff <laughs> it was funny we we were watching uh did we go back becky in time? finally i finally got uh becky's attention like she like kind of tuned into it for long enough where she was like i can't believe like she kind of all of a sudden had some interest in it and i was like oh yes this is so awesome so she kind of sat down and was watching it for a few minutes this afternoon and this crazy thing happened this person got voted out that was like you know kind of a favorite to win it all and i go i cannot believe that this just happened 15 years ago (laughs) (laughs) oh boy well, speaking of things that were 15 years ago or more, yeah. we have to... That's the theme, the theme have, of this tournament. We have to get back into our tournament. So we have a deep one um, and uh, some surprises today. Uh, maybe it'll shed more light on why we selected these two specific artists in this tournament. But um, we will start with um Whitney Houston's Saving All My Love going mm-hmm. up against Didn't We Almost Have It All. Mm. Uh Saving All My Love, another cover from that eighty five debut. Mm-hmm. Um but it was the first of her seven consecutive number one singles. And her first uh Grammy for Best Female Pop Vocal performance. Um, didn't we have it all her fifth number one in a row uh, finished the year uh, at number 22 uh, Jen sounds I like love both maybe... songs so much yeah. <laughs> I would tough. say my favorite to just listen to would be Saving All My Love For You my favorite to loudly sing in the car would um, be the second one whichever one you said didn't we almost have didn't we almost have it all yes that's my favorite one to like belt in the car when i'm all alone um but saving all my love for you is probably my favorite to like relax and listen to they're both great i love both i think saving all my love maybe has a chance to go pretty Mm -hmm. far uh ryan how are you feeling saving all my love for you might be my favorite with yeah okay it's a good Um, one I, I love this song so much. I listen to this song so much. This is definitely, I know I mentioned last week that I, I cried. I cried to Whitney Houston a lot. Yeah. This song definitely gets me a lot. <laughs> and there's there's one line in this song right at the end where, like, it she kind of comes in for one last, you know, big moment. And she says... Cause no other woman is gonna love you more, (laughs) and it's just like showstopper moment, (laughs) and yeah, it's so great, and yeah, saving all my love for you, perfect, perfect song, Mm -hmm. I love it so much. That being said, didn't we almost have it all? Is a fucking banger it's so too. Good it's too. so good too. I know they're both such yeah. similar songs. Yeah, it's hard. This, to yeah. this episode is going to be tough. The songs we got to go through, mm-hmm. so this, or the matches. Go ahead. The thing, the thing that you know is so tough. I think Whitney does this a lot, 
But didn't we almost have it all is one of those classic songs where she just keeps ramping it up and going like up and up and up. And by the end, it's just like, (laughs) no, she can't go up higher, can she? And she like goes up another time and you're like, oh, my God, she did it. (laughs) Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's going to be tough. going to be tough. But I think uh, I think this will be a close matchup. But then after that. I think saving or saving all my love wins, and it might have a chance to go far after that. So, um, next matchup uh, on the Whitney Houston side, we have "How Will I Know" um, up against "I'm Every Woman" uh, cover mm-hmm. of the Shaka Khan song, um, which uh, you know. Shout out to our uh, sponsors, VH1. Um, <laughs> they they. Uh, Whitney Houston and Shaka Khan did a duet at Divas Live 99 yeah. on VH1. So, you know, we love we love those VH1 Divas specials. But um, how will I know? Um, here's here's the first of our interesting uh, reveals uh, in this uh, tournament. Um, originally passed on by Janet Jackson. Ah. Oh. It was written for her, and Janet Jackson said no, and Whitney Houston took it over, and it was her second number one hit. So, um, tough matchup, mm. I think, here. Mm-hmm. Ryan, what do you think? Uh, this is a no-brainer for me. How okay. Will I Know is amazing, like, just perfect 80s pop song. Um, I love, love, love How Will I Know. I think it's prime you know, rookie Whitney Houston, early young Whitney. Mm-hmm. I'm every woman. I'm not a huge fan of, yeah. honestly. It was, I mean, she did a good job, but still, Shaka Khan is better. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would agree. Jen, same same feeling? Completely agree. Completely. Like, yeah. when I think of early Whitney, which is one of my favorite Whitneys, like, How I Know is, like, the first one that I think of and it has such a fun like it sounds very 80s and like very poppy but it reminds me so much of like a lot of the great like 60s pop songs too um Mm. but still sounding like a lot more contemporary um of the time it's just so much fun it's like such a great song and yeah I'm every woman like we've had all these Whitney songs that I didn't realize were covers but this one is absolutely a cover and Mm -hmm. I don't think like particularly works with Whitney's strengths like you know like yeah like it's like great when it's that little bit like grittier and a little bit more wild like Shaka Khan can do which Whitney yep. like can't as well so I don't care for I'm every woman that's like a skip when it comes up um that type of song for me and how will I know sometimes even gets repeated and I'll listen to it twice in a row because it's yeah. such a joy yes Jenny, you took all the words out of my <laughs> well, mouth. Well, you took all the words every, out of my mouth first. <laughs> We're just trading words every, every, with the, between mouths. <laughs> everything, everything you just said, I agree with so much. I the the one thing I'll add that there's another song that's still yet to come, uh, Whitney song that's you know still in this same era, and you know a a mega pop hit. Um, this song though, I listen to so much more because it also isn't overplayed yeah yes. you know yes i feel mm-hmm. like this song still has that like it still kind of feels fresh it mm-hmm. doesn't feel like a, 
artifact, Agreed. you know? S- Still Yet to Come would be a great song title for I think the one these. that you're thinking of is my uh, like, all-time favorite song. Because my all-time favorite is... song is is Whitney, early Whitney, and has not come up yet in the competition. So I, But it is played a lot. Yep. We're gonna... Okay. I think we're we've gonna... got it. Yep. We'll wait and see. Well, now... <laughs> We're, we're going to get to our uh, run of single uh, word named songs. Uh, mm. on the These Jan- are tough to remember. Uh, on the it's, Janet Jackson it's, side. It's, <laughs> it's tough sometimes w- when you just have one word to go off. It's tough mm-hmm. to like go, what song is that again? No, some of them. Not if it's control. Like Or, or nasty. Yeah. Well, oh, see, that's where we're going. So first... Uh, <laughs> yeah. We have Nasty uh, uh, from uh, April uh, of 1986, uh, the Control album, up against Again uh, from uh, 1993's Janet. Um, Nasty, actually, uh, one of the uh, Janet Jackson songs that got included on Weird Al's uh, Polka Party in Mm. 1986. Oh, yeah. (laughs) See, I knew you would remember that. that. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember it very well. I know all those polkas, and, the early ones. Uh, again, uh, was uh, from Poetic Justice originally. Oh, you know, I love played, Poetic played Justice. During the, the, the credits, yep. Uh, uh, Janet Jackson starred with uh, Tupac mm-hmm. uh, in that uh, film. Jen, what do what are you thinking here? Oh, well, at first I was like, well, definitely nasty. Like, these are two, like, (laughs) very much, like, besides, like, the songs, but hold a place, like, in pop culture um, Mm -hmm. besides the music, I think. So, I mean, the, you know, it's Miss Jackson, if you're nasty, like, line is so famous and, like, is well, like, is, like, the most famous part of the song and one of the most famous things with her. And, like, so far it's, like, become, like, memefied where it isn't necessarily like just associated with her so that's um very cool and very important but i love the movie of poetic justice this song doesn't stand out like i don't remember the this song necessarily but i love the movie and and it's so funny because it's back like it's like so many middle schoolers are wearing poetic justice (laughs) t-shirts now it's like friends and rugrats for some reason gen z touchstone i know and I'm like, oh, have you seen that movie? It's so good. And I was like, no. <laughs> but <laughs> but there's like, a lot I thought of this was a brand. Shirts. Yeah, I think they yeah. did. <laughs> I don't know who these old people are, but <laughs> but it is very popular again. Like the shirt, and I'm hoping the movie becomes more popular again as well. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Ryan, how are you feeling here? This is, um, is, is it close? So it's... I wouldn't say it's close. Um, I I would say I really like Nasty. I think that it's definitely, um, you know, it's it's got an important part in in that early Janet saga. Mm -hmm. But again, is like one of my favorite Janet songs of all time. Okay. Um, it's I, I would say it's probably like third or fourth in my favorite mm-hmm. Janet Jackson songs. Um, and I remember when the Poetic Justice trailer first came out mm-hmm. and this song was in the trailer. And I remember just being like, 
oh my god i like would like watch it over and over mm-hmm. and over again because it was like before the song was released mm-hmm. so all you had was this little like 15 second clip of the song and it was just like so good and i think it was the very end of the song where it says hold me hold <laughs> me don't ever let me go but i um yeah this this song is so tender and sweet mm-hmm. And, you know, I I don't almost more of like a singer songwritery kind of song. You know, it's not like it doesn't really sound like an R&B song as much as like, a, you know, it could kind of cross genres mm-hmm. and it could be done in, in, in any sort of um, style almost. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just great great song and so like you know the way she performs it is so intimate and yeah one of my favorite janet mm-hmm. it might be a spoiler one of my favorite might janet be a spoiler records. here on this definitely yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see um then again uh single word titles we have if from 1993's janet up against control the the title track <laughs> And fourth single from Control. And Ryan, we're we're eagerly anticipating to find out what your favorite song from Control is. <laughs> I, I don't know if I, I don't know if it, it's going to be this one, but um, yeah, uh, if um, sexy song, it was uh, it was Playboy's video of the year. Oh wow! wow. So. Um, but uh, Control uh, beat both Michael and Whitney Houston for uh, the 1988 Soul Train uh, video of the year. So, hmm. interesting. Good songs. Well, great videos. Ryan, definitely. Um, I I I don't really remember the Control video very much. I really remember the If video. That was like <laughs> mega <Of> choreography. <laughs> that was like choreography world tour Janet at, at her best. Um, and you had a subscription to Playboy, so you knew. <laughs> exactly. Yep, yep. Um, for the articles. <laughs> um, and they're ringing. Yep. Yes, yes. Um Honestly, I'm not a gigantic fan of either of these songs. Okay. I think I I like If better than Control, but it's close to me. Um, I do always get this song confused with the Prince song, or like the Prince song always makes me think of this song Mm -hmm. or something like that, because Prince has the song If I Was Your Girlfriend. Mm, Yep. And this song is If I Was Your Girl. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. This song came after um, the the Prince song. Um, yeah, women usually have to wait. Was on the si- Sign of the Times uh, album. Sorry. But that was... No, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So, bo- both good songs. I think I lean if. Okay. Jen, any opinions? About the same as what Ryan said. Like, yeah. they're not, like, some of my favorites by Janet, so I like both of them. Uh, yeah. Right don't on. have a huge one way or the other. No, I think... Yeah. That, uh, I like they uh, both. Yeah. I, I think this should be uh, an interesting one. It just kind of depends on, you know, what era 
of mm-hmm. Janet, you kind of landed with this matchup. But uh, jumping back it, over to it, the... Oh, go ahead. If, real quick, if does have that weird little, like, I don't know, nutcracker sweet breakdown where it goes... Just like, just the weird, weirdest moment. Yeah. Uh, jumping back over to the Whitney side, we have uh, I Have Nothing uh, going up against uh, When You Believe. Uh, mm, yeah. I Have Nothing, the, the third single from The Bodyguard and was uh, nominated for, mm-hmm. uh, you know, best uh, so- original song at mm-hmm. the Oscars, where When You Believe, which was a duet with Mariah mm-hmm. Carey, won... Yep best original song uh jen it sounds like this might be a little bit of a tougher match um not really i i thought the whole if you believe song was kind of corny so so like it's a very pretty song you have very two very pretty voices singing it um so but it's kind of corny and the movie that's from isn't very good um, I, some people love Prince of Egypt. Sorry, I'm not trying to diss on it, but oh, it's it, just, it, it, it wasn't a movie I was very it. into. It's not a, like, it's a perfectly nice song. I'm not turning the radio if it comes on, but it's not when I search out, um, whereas Breaking I have nothing. News, Jen hates the Prince <laughs> of Egypt. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> um, but I have nothing is one of my favorites from the bodyguard. Um, I think it's got all the great things from I Will Always Love You. Um, you know, it sounds really similar. It it just it hasn't been as overplayed as that and it's one. Original. And it was original. Yep. <laughs> so so yeah, I like it has a great I forgot ending, to look up to what a great it lost build up. It. Yeah. So I, I, I'm interested yeah, to, yeah, I wonder. Yeah. I should have I didn't do my research. Oh man, you you did enough research. It's all right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, are are you feeling the same way as Jen? Yep. I um I think When You Believe is a really nice song and there I do really like when both of them kind of start coming in together mm-hmm. and they kind of start going like that they do that like round sort of and their their voices blend really well together and it they sounds do, really yeah. nice. Mm-hmm. Um but um I have nothing is like just in that like mid period Whitney the mm-hmm. like bodyguard period Whitney. I think this is the best bodyguard song. I think so too. Um, and this is just in this style. Like if you're just putting up the like powerhouse ballads against each other, this mm-hmm. one is like, I think takes it in a landslide. Like it's just so, you know, yeah. Powerful. That said, I, mean, I think sh- the Prince of Egypt song might win because it does have a lot of people that really love this song. Yeah, that's people, true. Especially, I think, cartoons. in our demographic. Mm-hmm. In our demographic, yeah. you know, I think skews a few years younger than us. Um, so I think it has a chance. But mm-hmm. we shall see. Um, I, hope, I hope not. There, there's definitely, you know, I, I've always loved I Have Nothing, but... Um, there was a documentary that came out about Whitney Houston called Whitney, um, which mm-hmm. was like one of my favorite movies from that year. Um, I think it was probably three years ago now. And time is irrelevant at the, at the end <laughs> yeah. of the movie. It is at the end of the movie. They play a live version of this, like a, you know, it's, 
mm. with video and everything, but her performing this live and it's just like, it truly is everything she's all about. And you're just like, <laughs> wow, she's the greatest. And yeah, I, I think I have nothing is in the top few, you know, mm-hmm. especially like I said, in the mid period, it's gotta be the number one. Okay. I, I'm going to be voting that way. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I hope so. I hope it goes that way. But um, uh, the last uh, Whitney matchup we'll talk about tonight. Uh, and I am offended that this has to be a first round matchup because I am really torn, but we have, I want to dance with somebody up against I'm your baby tonight. And how dare you did this in the first round, Ryan? Because <laughs> you put together this <laughs> this tournament, and I am—I don't even know how to express my anger because I I'm sorry. Definitely, <laughs> definitely have uh, as a uh, uh, douchey hipster played both of these songs on <laughs> on vinyl records <laughs> in my basement. <laughs> And love both of them, but um, I will I will let Jen go first here. What are you thinking? Uh, well, this is very easy for me because this as I easy. hinted earlier, I Want to Dance with Somebody is my favorite song. Just like my favorite song of all of the songs. Um, I Want to Dance with Somebody is, yeah, it's just number my favorite. Number one so, in 18 number countries. One. <laughs> number one in my heart. So, yeah, it's just, it's so much fun. It just makes you want to dance. And yeah, like 2019, like we started off New Year's in Ryan's living room. Like that song came on (laughs) and dancing to it with friends. And then it was just 2019. Like I came across that song like every month. Um, (laughs) Like it would just be played at a drag brunch. You know, if you frequent drag brunches, you hear this song a lot. Or like when I was on like the boat with some friends, like it was on a playlist that came on. Like it was just like every month that song came up at a really fun time um, with other people. And it's just such a fun song. And yep, it's great. And it's my favorite. And I'll vote for that one, no matter what it was up against. All right, yeah. Uh, it was her uh, second win for Best uh, Female Pop Vocal Grammy, uh, that song. So, a uh, very good one. Ryan, are you feeling the same way as Jen? More torn, less torn? Um, I'm not feeling the same way as Jen. <laughs> okay. Uh, th- this is definitely the, the one song, I think, or I don't, I don't know about the one song, but... I just feel like I've heard this song enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do think it's a great song, but I'm Your Baby Tonight, I think, is kind of a sleeper, low-key banger. <laughs> and That's I'll a super banger. Be, I will yeah. give you that. Mm-hmm. I'll be leaning that way. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I can't really say anything bad about I Want to Dance with Somebody. It's a great song. It's just, it's it's been played so mm-hmm. much that, I can't even like listen to it as a song. It's just like, it mean for me, mm-hmm. you know, no, it's hard I, for me yeah. to listen to it as a song. It's just kind of like noise. Um, so yeah, that's. I feel like it disappeared for a long time, and then the last like five years, it's just like, why is this song being played all the time again? Like I'm here for it, but it just like totally. came back. <laughs> it, it is really weird how that happens, and mm-hmm. like I'm going to this is. 
Um, speaking of that, I was just listening to a podcast the other day and they were talking about Africa by Toto. And oh, yes. That, mm-hmm. that song was Ooh. like, mm-hmm. that song was gold. That song went gold mm-hmm. um, in like 1989. That's crazy. That song came out in like 1984. Mm-hmm. It went gold. That album or something. I don't know if it's the album it or the single or something. It took that long to go gold. And, yeah. and, 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 and now it's quadruple platinum. Yeah. And that, that all happened over like the last 10 Jeez. years. Yeah. Well, because, yeah. You know? because of Geezer. Also. Yeah. No, and, and like, you know, um, I felt like the same thing happened with um, Don't Stop Believing, where mm-hmm. like during yeah. the 80s, that what that wasn't like the number one song of the 80s or anything. It was barely Journey's number one song. Mm-hmm. Oh, we, and, and, we might have to do some corrections department. On this. <laughs> I, I, no, I, OK, but I'm just saying that no, just... Don't, stop Be- <laughs> D- Don't Stop Believing wasn't like one of the most popular songs of the 80s. And you wouldn't know that now. Yeah, because it's it's got that place now because of like pop culture saying, Mm -hmm. you know, using it in everything, you know? Well, and this is where I've discovered a lot of weird things is like, especially like when it comes to the charts, there was the, you know, everybody refers to the billboard hot 100, but then there was the billboard club songs and Mm -hmm. billboard radio play. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it is really interesting to go back and, you know, look at this stuff. Mm-hmm. So, again, one of the reasons I enjoyed doing this with you guys. So. Yeah, you find Ryan, so many, I'm not like, trying to interesting call you numbers I, 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 things. No. Yep, <laughs> we could tell you enjoy digging in the spreadsheets and <laughs> figuring it all out. Yep, oh. tracking the history. Spreadsheets. Yep. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Excel. Yeah, I mean, is it the it's they're laid out exactly like an Excel spreadsheet, even if they predated mm-hmm. them. That's that's too much learning for for my <laughs> Well, I, I so I, and I'm torn between the two of you in this matchup. Um, <laughs> again, uh, I would put both of these songs in my top five Whitney songs. So um, I don't know what to do here just blame uh, ryan just blame ryan for, <laughs> for your indecision yep well and i i want to dance with somebody won the grammy uh i'm your baby tonight was nominated for the the, the same category um it's definitely got uh I, i'm your baby tonight it definitely has it, it was written by la reed and Babyface. Yeah. And it's definitely got that that kind of that feel to it, it it's it so like funny it. It, and it's so funny also, like, where uh, Janet's songs were dominated by Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. And, you know, again, doing the research here, not everything, but there is a lot of uh, Babyface, especially, and L.A. Reid um, with the, the Whitney songs. So, you know, they all, they both had their, their, their teams and just another... Uh, weird association here but uh, jumping back over to the janet song two more matchups um we have miss you much up against uh let's wait a while uh miss you much was jackson's uh second number one uh single um and also the lead single from rhythm nation 
Let's Wait a While was the fifth single from Control. Ryan, is this your favorite song from Control? <laughs> this is it. We got there. The, 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 this is one of them. This is one of two. Okay. Let's Wait a While. <laughs> right. Let's so, Wait a While so, is like my, um, you know, that's my favorite Janet Ballad. Um, and I just think this song is so beautiful. And yeah, it's, you know, it's definitely like a kind of an innocent um you know the message is very like purity and whatever (laughs) but it it is just like the music of it i think more than the lyrics just like is so beautiful and i think part of it is like nostalgia maybe but it's i don't know what it is about this song but it just like gives me butterflies Mm -hmm. um it's makes me feel things and i i think it might be you know partly i i think songs that you know how like sometimes there's something where you like smell something in the air and it brings you back to being a kid that's how this song is Aww. like it makes me feel like i'm nine years old like again or something newer. Um, and it makes me feel like i'm watching like say by the bell um which I know this is actually predates Saved by the Bell, but you know, it makes <laughs> yeah. me feel like I'm watching Saturday morning cartoons or mm-hmm. something, you know? Um, but yeah, the, this song just does it for me. And um, yeah, I'll definitely be voting Let's Wait a While. And I'm sure it will lose 95% to 5% to Miss <laughs> which is I, also I, a great song, but. I think it'll be closer. Jen, what are you thinking? Um, I didn't have strong feelings either way, so now I'm going to be voting for the one Ryan votes for because that's super sweet. <laughs> uh, thank you. <laughs> this is America at work, folks. Yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. That that was rude. Um, no, I'm actually I, I'm torn. Also, like they, these are both both great songs, but. Um, much, much in your, like, you know, recollection, uh, I just remember hearing "Miss You Much" so much growing up, and you know, it was my my sister was really into dance, and so Janet Jackson mm-hmm. was yes. played a lot. And yep, for this, sure. This was one of those songs, and you know, um, so I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens here. And then our uh, our last uh, well, Janet Jackson. Well, oh, go ahead. I just want to say one other thing that's great about Miss You Much is anytime I'm having trouble remembering how to spell Miss, I just think of this song and I go M I S S You Much. Yeah, okay. It's nice. It's a hard word, so it's good to have that 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 device to help you. Yeah, exactly. Janet for the win. Yep, public service. Oh boy. Our, our last matchup to get to this week, uh, we have uh, Love Will Never Do uh, up against uh, When I Think of You, uh, Love Will Never Do, the fourth number one uh, from Rhythm Nation. Um, and only uh, Whitney Houston and Paula Abdul ever had four number ones from one album. So yet mm. another uh, good reason we're doing this. Um, maybe we can sneak in some Paula Abdul songs at the end. Yeah. Probably not. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> MC Scat Cat. Uh, 
And when I think of you, uh, the third single from Control. It, I'm guessing this is another one of your favorites, Ryan. Yes. Yep. yep. When when and, I think of you is like the upbeat version of Let's Wait a While, <laughs> where it's just like it's so happy and just like it's just like a, a it's like a parade, you know, in your brain. It's just so like joyous. Parade and, in your brain. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Uh, when I think of you, it's, it's, this is a really tough one though, even though I'm going to vote when I think of you because it's a huge underdog, but love will never do is probably my, f- mm, it's either this or escapade would be my favorite mm-hmm. rhythm nation songs, but love will never do. I remember being so humongous. Like I honestly remember this song being bigger than any of the rhythm nation songs. Um, as far as like a video goes, at least I know on. I remember seeing this video ad nauseum um, on MTV and like, you know, it, it was a very striking video too. I remember like the, you know, the beach and the black and white and the geometric shapes and <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a cool video. Right on Jen. Uh, yeah, I, I like both songs. Um, I'm going to give them another listen day of to see where I fall with this. Yeah, this is a very close one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's very tough. It um, is. It's a very tough one. I, I really don't know also, uh, because I, again, I, I heard so much of that, uh, Rhythm Nation album. I'm, I am definitely a little bit more partial to the songs off of that album, but I don't know. We'll we'll have to uh, see when that matchup comes up. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. I I think we got some strong contenders uh, mm-hmm. across the board. So uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, that kind of wraps it up for the, uh, pop tournaments podcast. Uh, uh, Ryan, you got anything else, uh, before we sign Yes. I, I just wanted to go back to talking about the Whitney, um, going up, up and up thing with her, like going Mm -hmm. to the next octave and going to the next Mm -hmm. octave. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, I forgot to go back, but I, I just (laughs) thought of this after we talked about, um, I have nothing, which is like the ultimate in yeah. that. And I do you guys remember the ad campaign with the Maxell guy? Um, Maxell tapes, um, like the the cassette tapes. Oh, where it's the, like the, the guy that, sitting yes, in yes, the chair yes, yes, yes. and yeah. like his his oh, scarf yeah, blows back and whatever. Yeah. That's and they did like it, they did it on Jackass also, which is uh, back. Oh in yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the tie-in. <laughs> um yeah that's what i think of when i think of mm-hmm. this song i'm like yeah. i think of that maxell guy just being like uh, like everything being blown back or whatever i i really wish we could have at some point gotten whitney just going bump a bump that's I would love to uh, RIP. I wish we had, could just get her to come back one more time to sing flight of the Valkyries. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was the music in the commercial. I know it was. I know it was. Damn you. That would be great though. I would love to hear her rendition of flight of the Valkyries. Honestly, everybody with an amazing voice should just record 
everything great from instrumentals public, from public domain <laughs> <laughs> just just anything public domain like oh. just start singing it happy birthday get it on yeah wax. there now yep yeah what's adele doing <laughs> she could do she should do that yeah, yeah. Oh. I think she's got plenty of time on her hands. I want to hear Adele sing um, Someone's in the Kitchen with Dinah. <laughs> <laughs> Followed by She'll Be Coming Around the Mountain. Yep. <laughs> and um, Camp Town Races. <laughs> the whole like the whole book of Francis Scott Key. Let's... Yes. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say the whole horse catalog. Or that. <laughs> Let's get some some terrible American <laughs> classics and have very not American people sing them. I think that sounds yeah. fantastic. Let's have Adele and Celine Dion come yeah. in. <laughs> I, I'm I'm putting in my pre order for Adele sings horse songs. <laughs> Adele sings all the horse classics. <laughs> Adele oh, sings the whole horse catalog. I would listen to Adele sing anything. Y'all are laughing, yeah. but I would I would download it. Oh yeah, definitely. We would enjoy it, but we would spend 15 20 minutes laughing at the title. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> definitely. All right, sorry. So Ryan Ryan got his last pieces yeah. uh, uh, oh i don't Jen. have anything else to add so Are you sure? <laughs> i'm sure Come nothing on, about the got... maxell guy <laughs> nothing shockingly <laughs> i do not have a maxell guy anecdote prepared <laughs> that, you know what that's a great uh 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 costume idea for steve for halloween there year. you go yep. mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. he could pull it off just tell him to grow his hair out. Yep. <laughs> All right. For everybody out there in the Pop Tournaments universe, please keep on voting and keep on popping. Pop, pop. Bye, friends. Max L guy. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.